Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Bicellis, joined by the one and only Michael Cohen. We've got a lot to discuss. You got earlier today, Judge Eileen Cannon set the trial date for the case brought by Special Counsel Jack Smith in Federal Court, Southern District of Florida. Tentative trial date is set for August 14th, pursuant to the Speedy Trial Act of 1974. Let's talk about that. I don't think that's going to stay the trial date, but look, Judge Eileen Cannon followed the law there and set the speedy trial date uh, on, the, on within the 70 days that are required by law. Also, did you see that interview that, or I should just say the wow. list of confessions that Donald Trump gave in this Brett Baer interview on Fox? Got to give credit where credit is due. Brett Baer did an incredible interview, was fact-checking Donald Trump. I guess as good as Brett Baer was, was unhinged and idiotic as Donald Trump was. We'll uh, talk about that. Also, the uh, Republicans are flipping out and saying that the Department of Justice is weaponized because uh, Biden's son agreed to a plea deal and they were pursuing charges against Biden's son. It, make this make sense on political beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. Where do we even begin? I, I guess I want to begin by just, you know, I, I, I read a piece of news about you, Cohen, which is um, the federal court denied your request <laughs> yeah. to terminate supervised release, which you're currently on, which I think is said to expire in like 14 months or 15 months anyway. Well, I've already been on it, Ben. I've already been on uh, supervised release now. I got a 36-month supervised release uh, as part of the genius determination by Judge William H. Pauley III. Right, it reminds me of so much like uh, like Gilligan's Island, Thurston Howell the Third. Now, this is William H. Pauley the Third, and um, determined that it's very it's necessary to have me on supervised release for thirty six months. I am already somewhere like twenty months into it, with you know, or nineteen months into it. So I, you're right, I have like about fourteen months left. I asked for early termination. It's um, you know it's the third request. The first time they said no too early. Second time they said, well, you're right at the cusp. So here, after 18 months, uh, 17 months left, decided to put it in. There's about 16 months left uh, exactly now, and the determination came down the other day. And here's the here's the part that's a little infuriating, Ben. All right. Um, the determination by Judge Furman, Jesse M. Furman at the Southern District of New York, is that he's buying what prosecutor Nicholas Roos, uh, who was um, pro who prosecuted my case as the lead prosecutor, he's buying everything that Nicholas Roos turned around and told him, which is that I do not take responsibility in my book on this podcast, on Maya Culpa podcast. I talk about how there was no tax evasion. There was no misrepresentation to a bank. And the part that really bothers me about this, to be honest with you, 
is because there was no tax evasion or misrepresentation to a bank. The fact that the prosecutor says it doesn't make it any more factually accurate than when Donald Trump spews his bullshit and lies. We all know what the prosecutors do. We all know what the prosecutors did. Jeffrey fucking Berman himself, Jeffrey Berman, who was the head of the Southern District of New York's criminal division, acknowledged that there was undue influence being placed on him, despite the fact that he allegedly recused himself. And that was now being handled by Robert Kazami, who's now over at Guggenheim Partners. Do you get the gist of where I'm going with this, Ben? All of a sudden, he's now buying everything that the prosecutor said. But what bothered me the most about this is that I had... I had mentioned in our motion papers that I have been saying the same thing. It's not like I'm changing my tune today. I've been saying the same thing since November of 2018 when we put forth our pre-sentencing memo that there is no tax evasion. Right. Unlike Hunter Biden, I actually paid taxes during the five years that were in question. They didn't give me the opportunity to plead to one count. They separated each and every one of them out in order to then, you know, um, force me like a hostage video to go ahead and to take the plea. Otherwise, I could have been looking at like 20 years. I mean, the whole thing is it's prosecutors know exactly what they're doing and they take advantage of the shield that they're supposed to be, you know, using to protect the public instead of using it to bully the public. And I've been saying this, Salty, if you have uh, that page from my um, pre-sentencing, there you go. Can you blow, can you blow it up for a second there? As an initial matter, Michael did not find himself in the criminal justice system facing tax charges after audit an unsatisfied obstructed demand by the IRS, an investigation history of sophisticated tax maneuvers and deception, or the discovery by the government of offshore or nominee accounts uh, or bogus deductions. Because I never, I've never been audited. In fact, I had never filed the late tax return. Yeah, there was a mistake. You know what that's called? It's called the tax omission. It's not called tax evasion. But when you're given 48 hours from a Friday to a Monday to either plead guilty or they're going to file an 80-page indictment that includes your wife, I suspect that all of our brigaders would do what I did, which is to protect the ones that you love. All right? And so all I'm asking for, all I'm asking for, is the reduction in something that I shouldn't even be involved with. Salty, do you have the the, um, Newsweek article over there? There you go. All right. This is Jeffrey Berman. This is Jeffrey Berman's words in his book. I wanted people to understand the full scope of the outrageous and improper political interference by Trump's Justice Department in the cases of the Southern District of New York that demonstrates what Trump is capable of and what he's likely to do, Berman told Maddow on Monday. And it also provides a frontline view of just how vulnerable our justice system is. Well, yeah, I then fucking reacted to the interview and I put out this angry tweet on my on my uh, Twitter account, basically castigating Berman for not coming forward with this important and exculpatory information. Well, other than that, Cohen, how are you doing? Um, yeah, I mean, there's blood a- pressure high, <laughs> blood pressure high, no good. But, yeah. you know, 
I'm, I'm okay still fighting the fight each and every day, you know, making sure that Donald Trump is held accountable. I will tell you something interesting. If they have the trial in August, it's not going to give Donald a whole lot of time within which to relax because my case against Trump is going to trial on July 24th. That's, of course, it's civil. It's for the legal fees that's still outstanding and due. But, you know, it's going from one trial to another. And let's not also forget E. Jean Carroll filed again, and the court correctly allowed her to now amend her complaint. And so it's going to be, once again, a case just on damages. I mean, the guy just doesn't know when to shut up. And speaking about not knowing when to shut up, if you didn't see the Brett Pear Fox interview with Donald, you got to go somewhere and you got to find it. You have to watch it. I, I, I have a good idea, Cohen, where they could find it. I have a good idea where they could find it right here on Political Beatdown. You've come to the right place. So not only will you get to watch the main parts of this interview, you will then most importantly get Michael Cohen's reaction to these clips, which are essentially confessions. And I'll geek out on the legal side of this just for a moment. Since Donald Trump is a criminal defendant in the federal case brought by special counsel Jack Smith, these clips are not hearsay. They are statements by a party opponent here, criminal defendant Donald Trump. And in criminal cases, there's almost never uh, depositions at all of, of anybody, yet alone a criminal defendant, normally in almost all situations. A criminal defendant in Donald Trump's position would assert their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, and they would certainly avail themselves of their right to remain silent. So giving special counsel Jack Smith this evidence, these confessions, would basically be like Donald Trump speeding up a 12-hour deposition and basically saying, all right, I'm just going to give you the smoking gun stuff right away. He, he, here's the key stuff you need to use against me. It was basically confession, 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 confession. And then um, Brett Baer would ask Donald Trump just other questions about Putin and about the 2020 election. And then Donald Trump just showed what a complete fascist maniac he is. But let's start with the confessions. Um, and, you know, I, I've done this routine a few times today. I, I have fun doing it where I play the part of special counsel Jack Smith. Um, but let's start off with special counsel Jack Smith showing. Well, you know what, Ben, before we jump off of your geekiness, um, your your geeky lawness, I should say, uh, let's not, you know, let's not um, run too fast and explain. One of the things Donald could have done or I should say his defense counsel, is claim hearsay, as Ben was stating. And of course, you know, the law Black's Dictionary uh, on hearsay, it's an out-of-court statement offered to prove the truth of the matter asserted. When I say it's an out-of-court statement, that means it's coming from a third party. Here it's not. It's coming from the horse's mouth. And when I say a horse, I'm talking about a dumbass horse because the <laughs> fact that he could sit there and say the things to Brett Bear. Here's the problem with Donald, and I want to be very clear. Actually, Mary Trump has been very good on talking about this as well. It's so much more than just him being a narcissistic sociopath, believing that whatever it is that he says is true and that people will accept it as true. Now, well, not when you have somebody like Brett Baer 
actually there doing fact-checking live, right? So it's it was to the moment. Where Donald now falters is it's a very Stalinistic approach. Where Donald, I mean, I can assure you he's never read a book on Stalin, but he certainly has adopted his philosophy in what he does. And that is, if you repeat a lie often enough, and enough people start to repeat the lie, somehow or another, the lie becomes the truth. And that's what Donald's looking for here, because the only way that he um, exculpates himself from this specific um, set of illegalities and um, and actions that are pending against him, right, though, by Jack Smith on the mishandling of the documents and so on, is to somehow try to convince the country that, no, I did not violate any laws, that there are no laws that I broke, and there are no laws that I broke because I've already told you that they were mine, that I had the right to them, and that I did have a chance to go through the boxes and so on. It's one lie after another after another, which is why they teach you in nursery school. There's no point to lie because a lie begets a lie begets a lie. And it just continues to flow down the, you know, down the mountain. And the problem with Donald is his lies have gotten so big that it's now a boulder and it's just unstoppable. And every time he opens his mouth, whether it's on television, whether it's on his um, untruth social, wherever he does it, he ends up hurting himself more and more and makes it more and more impossible for a defense counsel to represent him adequately. You mentioned Stalin. I also want to mention the chief Nazi propagandist, Joseph Goebbels. And what Goebbels said was, if you tell a big lie enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained only for such time as the state can shield people from the political, economic, and or military consequences of the lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent, for the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state, enemy of the state. You hear Donald Trump repeat that also over and over again. Also, Joseph Goebbels also said, accuse the other of that you are guilty of. Yep. Accuse the other of that you are guilty of. So when you watch these clips, it's exactly what you see Donald Trump do. So let's also, start off with it. Ben, don't, let's not forget other Goebbels terms and Hitler terms that were consistently, consistently utilized. Words like witch hunt victimized, weaponized. I mean, these are all words that he took out of the Third Reich. It's truly amazing. There's a great National Geographic um, uh, on, on, um, on cable. Uh, it's called the Hitler tapes. If you watch them and you listen to the language and the rhetoric of Adolf Hitler, uh, you will find that it is eerily similar to so much of the language which Trump spews from the podium at these, you know, white supremacist rallies of his, it's its actually shocking, but more than shocking, it's terrifying. Absolutely. And um, let's and take a look at some certain that neither Ben nor I will just remain silent like so many people 
have done in the past and continue to do. We will not remain silent. You will hear the truth, the ugly truth, but it will nevertheless be, it's raw, it's unfiltered, it's ugly, but it is truthful and you will hear it right from us every single Tuesday and every Thursday on Political Beatdown. And it's just such an honor to be joined by this incredible pro-democracy community here that consistently makes political beatdown like the top YouTube news show for the time slot in the world and sometimes the top show at this time slot in the world. So big shout out to all the beatdown brigaders. All right, let's show you exhibit A. We're going to have, I want to see your reaction to these different clips. Uh, in this clip, Donald Trump lies but says, even the New York Times said that the National Archives, what they should have done is just begged him and begged him for the documents back. Here, play this clip. The only way NARA could ever get this stuff, this back, would be please, 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 could we have it back? And they please, asked for that. Because they have no, we they were did talking. Ask for it. No, and they said, I gave can you give some, the documents back? And we were talking. And then they said they went to DOJ to subpoena you to get them Which back. they've never done before. Right. And in but why fairness, not just hand them over then? Because I had boxes. I want to go through the boxes and get all my personal things out. I don't want to hand that over to NARA yet. And I was very busy, as you've sort of seen. Yeah, but I've according very, to the indictment, busy. you then tell this aide to move to other locations after telling your lawyers to say you'd fully complied with the subpoena when you hadn't. But before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things. All right, Let, let's, let's break this bullshit down once and for all. 18 months, Donald had the documents, the boxes, all right? It has nothing to do, zero to do with his personal stuff. I needed to take my, my personal stuff out. It's a lie, all right? Do you know how busy I am, Brett? Right? What, playing golf? Stuffing your fucking face with another Marilardo burger and a fucking milkshake or an ice cream cone? Really? You couldn't find time? How about go through one document, one box? No, no, he's too busy. He's busy entertaining, pretending that he's still president of the United States. In fact, more than a year, I think it was either 13 or 14 months, went on before which Donald Trump even made the announcement, right, that he was going to run for the president. So what is he so busy doing? What is he out there like, you know, like uh, Jimmy Carter did, Habitats for Humanity, building houses? Is he out there like Barack Obama helping to raise awareness for, you know, for starvation? Is he out there like, um, you know, like, I don't know, George Bush, you know, doing charity work? The answer is no. But why is it that he didn't go through the boxes? Because he never had the intention ever to go through the boxes to give them back. The only time that he would go through the boxes would be so that he could show off something to somebody like what he was doing with those documents um, pertaining to Iran and to nuclear and to, you know, uh, nuclear secrets and so on. The guy is a fucking menace. He is the single most dangerous individual right now in the United States when it comes to our national security. Make no bones about it. Look, I have a lot of gripes with a lot of people, including Bill Barr, for example, who for some unknown reason seems to be, at least from CNN, getting a pass 
going on television uh, or even like I think it was CBS or ABC, going on television and trying to become welcomed back into polite society. No, no, no. Why are we not holding him in front of a hearing? So my point again is Bill Barr knew what was there. Everybody knew what was there. Donald Trump knew what was there. He had no intention on returning anything. As I said Going back now over eight, nine months when they first went ahead and uh, started asking for the documents and they asked me, it was on Nicole Wallace on MSNBC first and Ari Melba, then Reverend Allen and so on. And I said the same thing that I'm going to say right now. Donald Trump intended to use those documents for personal gain. He was going to use them as a get out of jail free card, and he was going to use them to extort the country to ensure that his ass never sees, you know, the day um, where he's locked up or something like that. There is rest assured there is nothing that he was planning on doing with those documents other than to benefit himself. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm going to show you now that Donald Trump had no intent to ever return these documents and that he just was always going to keep it for himself. Let's play Exhibit B, where Donald Trump says in his own words he had every right to keep the documents. Play the clip. ...for years where it was very seriously classified. I have every right to have those boxes. This is purely a Presidential Records Act. This is not a criminal thing. In fact, the New York Times of all had a story just the other day that the only way NARA could ever get this stuff, this back, would be please, 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 could we have it back? And they please, asked for that. Because they have no, we they were did talking. They for it. No. And they did ask for it. They absolutely did ask for it. I want to show you now Exhibit C. Michael Cohen, you mentioned Bill Barr. He has been doing these interviews, and on these interviews, he's been saying that um, Donald Trump clearly violated the law um, when he took these records. He's been saying that Donald Trump's claim that the Presidential Records Act says that he could uh, take whatever he wants and declassify anything in his mind is simply not what the Presidential Records Act says, which is an incontrovertible truth. And uh, Bill Barr has said that it's just utterly preposterous and idiotic. And in fact, it's as idiotic as Donald Trump claiming that the former uh, vice president, when he was vice president, Mike Pence could simply uh, just declare Donald Trump the winner under the 12th Amendment, which he couldn't do. But just think about it, for all of the crimes that Bill Barr covered up for Donald Trump and aided and abetted, Bill Barr right now in Trump MAGA world is considered to be a rhino Marxist communist. Play this clip, Exhibit C, of Donald Trump attacking his own former attorney general who covered up all of his crimes. Play the clip. Stuff. And by the way, when Bill Barr, who's, you know, a coward, Bill Barr was a coward. Bill Barr didn't do what he was supposed to do. I fired him and he has great hatred. And that's OK, because some people do. He and some people resigned. love me very much. He didn't resign. I, w I asked him, give me a letter immediately because he didn't have the courage to go after so many different things. And you and I have discussed that before. But he was a coward and he obviously doesn't like me too much. And there are a lot of people that don't. And there are a lot of people that feel just the opposite. But on the specific. But what do you think about that, Cohen, when you see that? I mean, look, clearly, you know, and rightfully so, you despise Bill Barr. I don't know who who doesn't, who supports our democracy. But even Donald Trump now saying Bill Barr is a coward, 
previously called him a gutless pig for not doing Mark Milley and he did the same to General Kelly and then he did the same thing you know to uh you know to me and he's done the same to anybody that he determines to be disloyal right or is not sitting there and running with the Trump message um all of a sudden becomes a loser becomes a bad person, becomes a liar, becomes, you know, a disgruntled. I mean, these are all the things. How do you how do you argue? Well, why doesn't Bill Barr come up and turn around and say, you know what? I got to be honest with you. There's some things, there's some shady shit that you asked me to do, Donald. Just start with my case. An unconstitutional remand back to prison putting me back in for another 15 days in solitary confinement simply because that's what Donald told him to do. So why doesn't he come forward? Could you imagine that the guy broke, I mean, the guy just shredded the Constitution, the First Amendment, because he was afraid that the book was going to be critical of him and he wanted to teach not just me a lesson, but anybody else that would dare to, you know, uh, to oppose him, to oppose the king, the Fuhrer, the monarch, the supreme leader. Well, now you're going to get locked up. That shit you see going on right now in Russia, it's the same shit you see going on in North Korea or Saudi Arabia or, you know, any any of the other autocratic countries. That's what Donald Trump's personality, mentality, and ideology is all about. And you know what? Bill Barr needs to come forward. He needs to come clean. And he needs to spill the truth. He needs to say the things. He needs to take responsibility for what he did. He doesn't have the right to sit there, arms crossed, you know, the whole nine yards, saying, well, I told Donald that he didn't win the election. Oh, thank you very much, Bill Barr. Thank you very much. You know what? Uh, good. That's very good. And then uh, his next one is, you know, I told, I think Donald is, you know, um, up Shit's Creek uh, without a paddle because he mishandled documents that were classified and he knew better and we all told him and so, okay, that's great, Bill Barr. All right, that's fantastic. You know what? In all fairness, as we do with every political beatdown, fuck you, Bill. All right. How about that one? Fuck you to the moon, you asshole. Because at the end of the day, come fucking clean. Why don't you turn around, take responsibility for the shady shit that you did at the direction of, in coordination with, and for the benefit of Donald J. Trump. Come clean. Then you have a right to be invited back to polite society. Other than that, if you refuse to do it, fuck out of here. Go somewhere to the mountains. Go live by yourself up in the hills. Nobody wants to hear from you. Nobody should want to see you. You're a fucking traitor if you don't turn around and you don't come clean for the shit that Donald had you do to people like myself and others. Exhibit D, let's show you right now. This is where Donald Trump does the Goebbels accuse, <laughs> accuse <laughs> the other of that which you did. This is the, well, what about Biden? And Brett Baer fact checks him. And Brett Baer says, okay, it's different when it comes to President Biden and former Vice President Pence. They turned over the boxes when asked. Play this clip. When they leave, they take the papers. They have thousands and thousands. Obama had it. Nixon had it. Carter had Their it. The Bushes is that had these it. are super sensitive national security oh, documents. I'm sure, I'm sure, All right, so here's, I'm sure you'll see is, real super sensitive that Biden has. Because Biden is, has 
far more than anybody's ever kept. And he turned them over when asked. No, he but, didn't. But he that, still hasn't he given the 1,850 boxes that stored at the University of Delaware. In fact, they're fighting them in court, right. and they're fighting them. And but he the opened boxes, up for them to look at it. Excuse me. The boxes from Chinatown, he didn't turn them over. He sent them up to his lawyer in Boston to look at before they handed them over. And there are special counsel that's looking at that, and we'll see what comes well, out of it. But I do want to just you can imagine this. I don't want to dwell on it. But according to the... And I'll show you this clip as well. This is Donald Trump talking about the recordings of him. And, you know, the, Donald Trump's recorded at Bedminster July of 2021, basically showing random dudes military plans, like highly classified, the most sensitive military plans. And he's on audio recording. Who's recording him? His own aide is doing the recording. And he's saying things like, doesn't this make me better than chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley? Like, aren't I the winner here? Look, 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 look at what the plans are. You can see the plans. This is how we were going to attack. And then Donald Trump says, well, I didn't declassify these documents. I don't have the power to declassify them anymore. Oops. Here, play the clip, though, when Brett Baer talks about that incident from Bedminster in July of 2021. Play the clip. I don't want to dwell on it, but according to the indictment, you were here at Bedminster on July 21st, 2021, after you're no longer president, and you were recorded saying that you had a document detailing a plan of attack on another country that was prepared by the U.S. military for you when you were president, the Iran attack plan. You remember that? Ready? You were recorded. It wasn't a document. Okay. I had lots of paper. I had copies of newspaper articles. I had copies of magazines. I know. This I is specifically a quote. You're quoted and, on the recording know, and, saying the document was secret, adding that you could have declassified it while you were president, but quote, now I can't. You know this is still secret, highly confidential. And the indictment cites the recording and the testimony from people in the room saying you showed it to people there that day. So you say on this on tape. It says just the opposite. That you can't and, declassify. And so why have it? What I said, when I said that I couldn't declassify it now, that's because I wasn't president. I, I never made any bones about that. When I'm not president, I can't declassify. And that's what you said. You didn't I said declassify that. it. I said, no, no. I said I couldn't declassify it. I could have but that declassified wasn't a document. It. Brett, there was no document. That was a massive amount of papers and everything else talking about Iran and other things. And it may have been held up or may not, but that was not a document. I didn't have a document per se. There was nothing to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles. I'm just saying what the indictment says. Well, they, the recording people, and the look, people in the room who these testified. These people are very dishonest people. They're thugs. They're thugs. If you look at what they've done to other people, what they've done to, and overturned in the U.S. Supreme Court, these are thugs. These the suggestion was people. that you wanted this as evidence that the military, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Milley, had preemptively sent you plans for a possible attack on Iran and that you didn't order that to happen. That's the suggestion. I never ordered it to happen, no. But no. that's why you wanted the document. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a document from Milley. Milley, frankly, was incompetent. The last one I'd want to attack with as my leader would be Milley. That I can tell you. All right, but last I think you thing know on this. I mean, can you imagine the chutzpah that this guy has? I mean, there's not an ounce of truth anywhere in that pound of bullshit that he's trying to serve up to the American people, that he's trying to, which is why he's constantly over-talking Brett in it. Well, Brett is now 
putting his ass to the fire. He doesn't like it because he has no response. His response is plain and utter bullshit. He knows that everybody knows it's bullshit. And what he wants Brett to do is something like what Hannity would do. Oh, okay, Donald, let's move on because you're fucking that lineup. So let's just move on to something that maybe you're going to get right. Here, he's automatically attacking Joe Biden. Oh, Biden had more. Biden had this. How would he know? Is he receiving... um, you know, classified information briefings? The answer is no. In fact, when he was president, he didn't even take too many of the meetings. He let boy blunder. Jared, you know, been lying Kushner. You know, he you know, he <laughs> let him take, you know, all that stuff, despite the fact he didn't even have the proper clearance for it, and he couldn't even get the proper clearance for it. I mean, is this really what 70 million people who had previously voted for Trump won. You want a fucked up government that runs its own way, that they just do things the way that they want, that it's everything has to fly, you know, from the cuff, that there is no, you know, conformity to old rules, standards, procedures, or anything. Nah, it's I, I can do this. I can't do this. I want to do this. I'm going to do what it's whatever comes to his mind. Yeah, sure. No problem. I'm going to do it. And if this person doesn't like it, no problem. Let's just, you know, let's hang him from the gallows in front of the Capitol. I mean, that's what we're going to end up getting if, in fact, we see another Trump administration. This is very scary stuff, which, again, it's why we always say to the brigaders on every single show and on any time I have an opportunity to do it, almost like a public service announcement, you got to vote. You have to vote and we have to vote blue and we have to make sure that the next door neighbor and the family and the friends, and I do this every single episode, and I'm sorry to be repetitive. I cannot tell you how important it is for all of us to ensure that our vote counts regardless of where you live. Your vote counts and it is imperative for the future of this country, for democracy, that we do not allow Donald Trump, forget about to retake the Oval Office, he shouldn't even be allowed to stand in front of the White House. In fact, let me go one step even further. He shouldn't even be allowed in the District of Columbia. First off, the Jared Bin Lion Kushner name is a pure work of brilliance. And it also reminded me, too, how a commentator on the right-wing network who is a major Trump supporter, like Bin Laden, one of Bin Laden's nieces, is like a major Republican influencer. And whenever they put her on these like right-wing networks that I watch just to make sure I'm exposing what the ridiculousness is going on, they'll be like, we have Osama bin Laden's niece right here. And I forget, I forget what her name is. And they have a bin Laden Trump supporter talking about, you know, all the right-wing conspiracy theories about Biden. And I'm like, this is legitimately the craziest freaking political part. They are they are insane people. Like, what in the world is going on? But Jared Bin Lyon Kushner, fantastic. Second, you know, you noticed how what Trump said at the beginning of the clip, like Brett Baer asked him a question. And then Donald Trump's response was, ready? Who responds to a question like, you ready to watch me perform? Ready? Watch what I'm about. <laughs> Which is always one of his tells that he's like, you, you, you ready, Cohen? You know, know another, Ben, you know what another tell is? When he says, I spoke to a lot of really, I spoke to a lot of really smart people. All right. I spoke to a lot of really smart people are saying, by the way, Salty, do you have my, my tweet? The one that shows Jared Bin Lyon? 
I think people <laughs> would truly appreciate. All right. Well, put before out before he does that, though, we'll we'll tease with that. And I, and I do want to say one, one quick thing, though, as well, which is a lot of people in the YouTube chat may be seeing the Jack Smith emojis and the legal AF emojis and the Midas touch badges. And you may be wondering how you can do that on the bottom right of the YouTube. You'll see a dollar sign if you become a member of the youtube channel which is different than the patreon but if you become a member of the youtube channel of the midas touch network it uh, unlocks all of those emojis for you to use also if you are already a member of the youtube channel you can give gifts of memberships to people and if you would like to receive a gift you can basically hit that dollar sign and there's a feature there that says you'd like to receive the gift this is how we could kind of spread the emojis and the Midas touch badges it's one of the way we don't have outside investors so that's one of the ways we fund this network as well as through some great ads from some of our pro democracy sponsors but we've got a lot more show for all of you but let's take a quick break Ben Mycel is here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. We are back here on Political Beatdown. I am making the executive decision to veto showing your Jared Bin Lion photograph. Um, but if people want, if people executive. want to see it, they can go to Michael Cohen's. They can go to Michael Cohen's Twitter account, and you can check it out. 
executive executive standards uh, <laughs> standards call right there. All right, let's go through the more exhibits of what the ridiculous things Donald Trump said that were confessions. And here in this exhibit F, if you will, um, well, the whole interview was an F for Donald Trump, but in exhibit F, Donald Trump says that the DOJ could be um, what really could be happening here is that the DOJ stuffing the boxes and planting things in there. That's what play the clip. Fought in the courts. It's already been fought. All right. There's a decision strongly that you can keep. But I wouldn't have kept. But they raided my house. They came in and raided. We were discussing, having very good discussions with NARA, a radical left group, by the way. And all of a sudden, my house got raided. Do you know if you still have any highly sensitive government documents? No, I, I don't have anything, no. Okay. They, but what I'm concerned about, they took everything, right? I don't know what they took. They could be stuffing it. I don't know what they put in there. And we wanted to be there when they were taking. They wouldn't let anybody in the room. They've never treated a president like this. And that's fair for you to point out. I guess what this points to is this recording where you said you could have declassified it when you were president. You didn't. No, no, so I it's could still have when I was president, but there's no document there. Those were newspaper articles. Okay. They were copies of articles and magazines. There was no document there. And I couldn't have done it after I was out. This is Cohen did I mean, when you knew Donald Trump. Did wow. he sniff like that? Was is this sniffing a new nervous thing? Did you notice he would sniff? No, no, it's not. He has he has terrible, terrible allergies. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he he sniffs Adderall and all that. It's not it's not true. He has just bad allergies, and it's just, he he's been doing. If you go back and you watch old shows like The Apprentice of him and so on, he does it there as well. Uh, the only thing is, you know, with The Apprentice, his entire lines would basically, you know, and I don't mean like those type of lines. I'm talking about like verbiage, you know, usually lasted less than 60 seconds. So you would occasionally have him sniffing here as he keeps going on and on for this hour long interview. Um, you know, this is just he would sniffle like that uh, all the time. Why? I don't know. But I really want to dissect what this fucking ass clown just went ahead and, you know, and released. First of all, what do you mean that you strongly? I mean, it's not even the right type of an adverb to use, you know, for what the hell he's talking about. You know, I don't believe it strongly. I mean, it's it's just, again, his, his um, usage of the or command of the English language is so infantile. But Let's get even past the infantile language. It's not his house. In fact, I don't even know how he manages to live there considering Palm Beach rules and regulations. What he agreed to many years ago when they converted what was uh, Marjorie Merriweather Post's home when it was converted into a club, which is what it is. It is a social club. Not your home, Donald. It is a social club with memberships. In fact, it's the membership that pays for the real estate tax. It pays for the upkeep, the maintenance. You don't pay shit. That's the crazy thing. So they did not raid your home. They raided your club. Let's just start with getting the, the easiest thing under control. Second of all, you did not, like others, return when it was requested. In fact, he went out of his way to prevent the government from recapturing documents that don't belong to him, right? 
I mean, it is beyond, it's beyond imaginable that there's still so many people that are so knee deep into this fucking dumpster fire of a cult. There's nothing that comes out of his mouth that is true. There's nothing that comes out of his mouth that's honest. There's nothing that comes out of his mouth that is redeeming. The guy is talking about, you know, creating war with Iran. Who knows what Jared took? Who knows what Don Jr. took? I don't know if you saw this speaking about Don Jr. He's supposed to go to Australia to give a speech. There's like 1,500 people signed a petition to government asking for them to revoke Don Jr.'s visa to come to, um, you know, to come to, what is it, Scotland or Ireland? It's one of the two. I think it's Ireland. I mean, they want to revoke his visa to come there for that speech because he does nothing but promote white supremacy and racism. You know, if if you go back to and you read that transcript. And- you know what? My mistake there. It's not Ireland and it's not Scotland. It's Australia. I know it's yeah, it's Australia. My mistake. I mean, um, I know that Scotland and Ireland wanted to revoke Donald's uh, visa when he was going there, despite the fact that he has his own. uh, He's got three properties there. So, yeah, no, with Don Jr., it's Australia and good for them. Good for the Australians. You know, I, I have paragraph 34, and I haven't sent it to Salty, so yeah, that's why we're not going to pull it up right this second, because I, I just, as you were talking about that, I went through the indictment. Um, and then on paragraph 34, it talks about when Trump shows these war plans about uh, a potential attack on Iran if Iran engaged in certain hostile uh, conduct. So Donald Trump is speaking to these writers who are ghostwriting for Mark Meadows. And Donald Trump doesn't even know uh, who these ghostwriters are. He met him for the first time. Like they're random people who are meeting him in Bedminster who are writing a book for Mark Meadows. And the very first moment Donald Trump sees these people, this is paragraph 34, paragraph 34, upon greeting the writer, publisher, and his two staff members, Trump stated, look what I found. This was General Mark Milley's plan of attack. Read it and just show it's interesting. And then Trump goes, well, with Mark Milley, uh, let me see. I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look, this was him. They presented me with this. This is off the record, but... They presented me with this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. And then this random writer's like, wow. And then Trump's like, we looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff, pages long. And then one of the staffers that's there with Donald Trump goes, mm-hmm. And then Trump goes, wait a minute, let's see here. And then the st- and then the staffer laughs and goes, ha, ha, yeah. And then Trump goes, I just found it. Isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. And then the staffer goes, uh-huh. And then Trump goes, except it is like highly confidential. And then the staffer goes, yeah. <laughs> and then Trump goes, secret. This is secret information. Look. Look at it. This is secret. You attack and 
and I can go on and on and on, but that's what he's showing to random strangers, okay? And we know about that incident because it's on recording. But think about all of the other incidents that we don't know of because they're not recorded. Special counsel Jack Smith probably knows about a bunch of others. He's keeping in his pocket that Trump's about to get over in uh, discovery there. Um, but you saw um, Judge Eileen Cannon, after Bruce Reinhart was referred the motion, entered the protective order motion in the federal case brought by special counsel Jack Smith against uh, against Trump. She made the right ruling there, Eileen Cannon, referring it to magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhart. I'm not trying to give her a lot of credit for following the basic law there, but ruling one followed the basic law. Protective order entered. Jack Smith wanted that protective order right away to get those documents to Donald Trump immediately, all the non-classified but still confidential documents to Trump's lawyers. Why? Jack Smith wants to move this case along, wants the speedy trial. Donald Trump can't talk about any of the documents that are produced in discovery in public. It's subject to uh, contempt and criminal sanctions and contempt if he talks about it. And Donald Trump can't look at the documents outside of the presence of his lawyers. Trump can't take notes about those documents. So order number one by Judge Eileen Cannon was the correct order. And then she set the speedy trial date of August 14th of uh, 2023. That's this summer, folks. And I wouldn't, though, say that this trial is definitely happening. It's probably not likely to happen on that date. But under a law called the Speedy Trial Act of 1974, a federal judge is required to set the trial date within 70 days from the date of either the later of the indictment or the first appearance, the arraignment. So Judge Eileen Cannon, though, followed 18 U.S.C. Section 3161, Subdivision A and Subdivision C1, set the speedy trial date. But as of right now, there is a trial date set for August 14, 2023. The key provision, though, from the judge's trial order was paragraph 10, which deals with requests for continuances, specifically under the Classified Information Procedures Act, SEPA. We're going to hear a lot about SEPA and then the handling of classified information. And um, in addition to that, on the first page of the scheduling order, too, the judge also said subject to any continuances or requests and extensions and motions that are being filed. She set some mid-July date as the pretrial motion date, um, but I think we'll see motions for continuances, um, motions to dismiss that are going to be filed by Trump. But in any event, it's fair to say that uh, she made the correct orders, though, at least the first two orders. Yeah, I, I, she most I certainly, She most certainly did. Yeah, you're 100% correct, Ben. She most certainly did. Look, I want to also say this um, as it relates to the ridiculous uh, $500 million lawsuit that Donald filed against me that um, so many of you have been so you know helpful in helping to support. Tomorrow, he's supposed to come in for a deposition. I guarantee you at some time today, maybe at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I'm certain his counsel will put in a, you know, petition uh, in order to, you know, prevent uh, some protective order uh, in order to delay because that's all that he's going to do. So I'm with you on that one, Ben. I don't believe that there's going to be a trial in August on this, uh, you know, 
everything that they can do in order to delay. <laughs> I, I may have told you that, you know, one of the things they don't want is any of the documents in regard to this $500 million lawsuit to be released. They want to basically put a gag order on it. And not only that, um, Brito, his counsel there in Florida, uh, he turned around and he said, well, I don't want the deposition to be within, say, 90 days. He wants it 90 days post the election. So he wants to put the entire case off for like a year and a half. I mean, it's Cohen, truly I, I, crazy. I, I, I want to make sure I have this right, though, because, you know, you, you're kind of burying the big news at towards the end of the show here. So you've set... Donald Trump's deposition in the $500 million case he's brought against you in the Southern District of Florida, Miami Division, for tomorrow, which is June 21st. As of this live recording, though, um, Donald Trump's lawyer has not filed any motion for protective order and has not filed any objection one if day. He has, I have, if he has, I have not received it yet from my counsel. I'm sure that um, we will, because that's what I know he's going to do. Got it. But but as of right now, you're unaware of any objection that he's raised. But as of at least right now, Trump's deposition in the case would be set for June 21st, properly noticed. And at, at this point, we're waiting to see if Donald Trump will object to that. His lawyer has verbally told your lawyers in the past that Trump doesn't want any discovery, even though Trump freaking brought the lawsuit. Trump no, doesn't want any discovery. No, he wants the discovery, but he doesn't want the depositions to be done until 90 days post the election. For a case that he brought. Just no, Correct. basically whatever he wants. He wants discovery of you, but he can't sit for a deposition. Is he not the king? Does the king, the Fuhrer, the monarch, the supreme leader, the dictator, do they not get what they want, when they want it, how they want it? Well, clearly, here's something that he's learning. The answer to that is fuck no and accountability, right? And that, most importantly, I'm going to use the Democratic line, no one is above the law. That's the pro-democracy line right there. So, folks, breaking news that Michael Cohen has set Donald Trump's deposition for June 21st of 2023. We're waiting to see Donald Trump's response. You heard that first here on Political Beatdown. And I do want to touch upon this because it, it is news and we have to cover everything here. Um, and this is something that we cover, which is the fact that uh, President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, earlier in the day, we learned, reached a tentative agreement with federal prosecutors to plead guilty to two minor tax crimes and admit to the facts of a gun charge um, as part of a diversionary program. He's not expected to serve any jail time, just have probation based on these crimes, these two misdemeanor tax charges for failure to pay in 2017 and 2018 uh, taxes. Uh, the United States attorney on this case from Delaware was, was and is a Republican appointed by uh, Donald Trump back in 2018. Uh, it is highly unusual for a new president like President Biden to keep a former United States attorney on. Usually you basically fire all the other United States attorneys who are the lead prosecutors of the different district divisions where the Department of Justice has offices and they replace them with their own staff of United States attorneys. But Biden left Trump's prosecutor to continue the investigation. And this is what Trump's prosecutor 
after doing the investigation, concluded, and in a letter earlier in the day, I'll tell you one thing. The, I wish I had that prosecutor, you know, uh, <laughs> instead of uh, Tom McKay and Nicholas Roos. You know, I wish I, I wish I had those prosecutors, you know, onto the case. You know, something that people I talked about in my book, Revenge. <laughs> I paid the omission even before sentencing. And I got absolutely no credit for that either, which, again, is why I'm so furious with, you know, the Southern District of New York with, you know, Nick Roos. Every single time I try to do something where I can get a second or if any minute or if any hour of any day of any month or if the year of benefit or credit for all the things that I have done so far. Right. Just leave me be. I mean, here I actually have to let them know if I'm going to be sleeping outside uh, of you know New York City. It's just wrong. I mean, that's all I can say. It's just wrong. And maybe next week I'm going to put out Damien Williams address and ask all our brigaders to send them a letter. Just drop a letter in the mail. Leave Cohen alone. Team Cohen. Hashtag. We'll do a little meet and confer about that. Uh, we'll, 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 do a little, we'll, we'll meet and confer. Chris Hayes, <laughs> Chris Hayes uh, stated the following. He goes, if Trump had listened to his lawyers rather than fitness guru Tom Fitton, he too could have very clearly negotiated a plea that would not have resulted in prison time. And in fact, we know that Donald Trump's lawyers actually tried to... Uh, have Donald Trump enter a deal in the fall of 2022, which Trump rejected. And I like one commentator wrote, this was really funny. She wrote, just catching up on the news. So Joe Biden weaponized, politically motivated Justice Department has charged his own son. I'm trying to, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to understand this. And of course, all the MAGA Republicans think this is a sweetheart deal. This is a sweetheart deal. Wow. Corrupt Biden DOJ just cleared up hundreds of years of uh, criminal liability by giving him blah, 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 blah. Like I actually, no, I mean, it, it's, it's very rare that a criminal prosecution would take place for these charges as well. And it's very interesting to see Republicans wanting more jail time for uh, potential possession of firearms and uh, for tax charges. But anyway, we'll we'll leave it at that. I want to thank all of the brigaders out there for watching this. Make sure you're subscribed right now to uh, Political Beatdown. Hit subscribe. Check out store.midastouch.com for Political Beatdown gear, Mea Culpa podcast gear, um, store.midastouch.com. Check it out there. Make sure you're subscribed on the audio as well. So if you're subscribed on our YouTube, subscribe on audio. Audio subscribers, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. If you want to become a member of our YouTube, hit that dollar sign on the bottom. You can get a membership or you can gift other memberships. Also, in the description, if you want to help Michael Cohen's Legal Defense Fund, click Please. the link. We would appreciate your support. So thank you, everybody, for watching this episode of Political Beatdown. We love you, Brigaders. None of this is possible without you. Keep fighting for our democracy each and every day. And it is an honor to be shoulder to shoulder with you by your side along the way. Special shout out to the Midas Mighty.